Welcome to Creative Conversations with Costume Designers. Oh my gosh, that was a lot. <laughs> well, us costume designers have a lot to say about what it looks like to tell stories with clothing. I'm your host, Mandy Line. I've been a costume designer for the last 22 years. During COVID-19 lockdown, I felt lost, not being able to make words on a page come to life through costume design. I decided to reach out to my peers, come to find that they felt the same way. I decided to seize the moment and start this podcast. We don't need a lockdown to want to be inspired, motivated, and entertained. So each week, tune in to hear amazing, (laughs) unexpected stories of what it looks like to be a costume designer to them. No one's story is the same. Trust me. Are you ready? I am. Let's do this. Each episode is brought to you by the Western Costume Company, your one-stop shop for all your costume needs. Okay, it's true. I am totally going to play favorites right now. Tom Broker was one of my most favorite interviews. Costume designer, producer, photographer, and well, he may not know it, but my adopted brother, I love him that much. Listen to us talk about his work on Saturday Night Live, House of Cards, 30 Rock, and so much more. I'm so excited that you get to be part of this. Okay, here we go. That was simple. You got this. <laughs> that well, I had a good teacher. You <gasps> Thank taught you. me it all, like literally. <laughs> you are so. Tell me how to do it. No, you did it so great. Thank you so much for being here. Oh my God, are you kidding me? I am so excited to be here, and I actually. I'm a little nervous um, because I kind of wish I were interviewing you as opposed to you interviewing me. Can I Uh, tell you, that's so awesome because there's like part of me that sometimes I'm like, yesterday I had Rebecca Minkoff ask me some questions and all of a sudden I got like, ooh, this is cool. So maybe one day, you know, it might be kind of a cool thing. Yeah, I'll sit in in for you and I can interview you on your show. Love it. My, I told my neighbor once, I said, you know, I know I'm going to go back to work soon, but I thought I would like to do, what are those 73 questions that Vogue does? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I said, would you follow me around my apartment? He's like, you know, you have a studio. I'm like, I don't care. We'll just go upstairs. <laughs> go in the hall, hey, go out. <laughs> Exactly. Go to his house. Well, exactly. first of all, and I know I'm just, I got to geek out on you with your credits for all the viewers that are tuned in. Because we've got, like, students. We've got other designers. So bear with me while I go through your credits. Right. You got to do what you got to do. Okay, thank you. Well, first of all, real quick, are you – you're in New York right now. That's where you live. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's right. And that's where you're at. It's so funny because people think, like, oh, you're so cool, Mandy. Like, have you been to – I've been to New York, Tom, I think twice. That oh is my it. God. What? Because I had a clothing line there. So I would right. fly up and work there, but I never got to see it. I had yeah. never had time. So whenever all this is died down, I'm coming. Yeah, yeah. Okay. especially maybe it will undo itself while you're in Canada and you just come down. And just come right there. Good idea. Man- manifesting, right? Exactly. <laughs> Whatever you put out there. Okay, guys. So today, and I know everyone knows Tom, Bro- Tom Broker from SNL, but I want to go through some of his other credits because as a costume designer, you really get to appreciate someone's body of work. So uh, first of all, four-time Emmy Award winner, one-time and a billion-time nominated costume design 
Guild winner, Peabody Award, and your nominations that can go on and on will be will be here forever. Um, I don't think I've gotten more texts from other designers saying, we love Tom, we love Tom. Ellen Mirajnik said, I said, oh, Tom's really special. And she goes, he's more than special. I was like, oh yeah, you're right. And Michelle Cole, I've got people just giving me the best compliments. So that, that's like- That's like, like everything to me. Like, right? Like that's why like the CDG thing is so much more, I think that's everything because it's all about other costume designers. And that event is the best event because you're with people who understand what you do and everyone understands how you get there and all that sort of stuff. And I can't tell you, costume design is really, really hard. And people who aren't costume designers don't understand actually how hard it is. At all. So to be in a room of people who actually understand what you do and how you do it and how hard it is and how creative it is and amazing, it's like the biggest blanket. Isn't it? Row all over yourself. And that's what I'm telling you, like, I, I love what you're doing because I'm the biggest fanboy of costume designers. And like, I can't get enough of talking to other costume designers. Because I geek out. I do. Everything. What costume designers do is interesting to me and how they do it, what their creative process is. And no one does anything what the other person does. And I think once you get to that point and understanding that you do what you do and what you do yeah. is amazing and it has nothing to do what somebody else does and it can't diminish what that other person does and it doesn't diminish that. what you do because it's all about the creative spirit and what you do and showing the world who you are and how great you are in relationship to what you do and not about other people. I love that you said that because I, uh, Meredith Pollock, who does Reign and Dynasty, we talk almost every day. And one of the things that we started really touching on during these interviews was sometimes you can't help but go, well, how come I didn't get that? Or what did we do? And you start like spinning when you're, get, when you're growing yeah. up in the business. And now more than ever, it is applauding. Congratulations. Yeah. And then you yeah. start to, like I talked to Ann Foley, I went, can I see your boards? Like it's starting to yep. open up uh, um, this peer group. And like you said, the Costume Designers Guild Awards, the funniest thing is when you know that someone literally, Michelle Cole is a huge thing. She just gets out of a fitting. She gets dressed in her car. She shows yeah. up. <laughs> I yes. mean, we're barely making it to barely. the awards. <laughs> and Michelle does is so fantastic. It just like, and like going back to what you said, I think when you're starting out, you're always comparing yourself to other people mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. that's what we do. That's how we, that's how we learn. We're right. always, we're always doing that because that's just human nature. We're yeah. just, we do. But eventually you, you realize your own talent and what you have in your own voice. And that's, that's, there's a reason that. to get that job. Not because you're better or worse than or any of that. Uh -uh has nothing to do with that, I believe now. I believe you get the job because you have something in you that they see and yeah. it has spoken. And, and it, it clicks with, yeah, the, exactly. it really does, it clicks. And it's just like when we hire people, I mean, literally just recently, there was an experience where I recommended a PA who was green, but I had trained the crap out of them. Yeah. And someone hired a very experienced PA. Three days later, they were like, 
we need him. And right. it's just, right. you think you know what you need. And then until you really get working with that person or for that person, that's when you know it clicks. Right. And the universe will tell you what you need when you need it. You More know? than ever. More than it, ever. Yeah. yeah. It's like I worked with a, as a supervisor once too, who said a different version of this, but said, you know, the truck will give you what you need when you need it. <laughs> the like, truck. Literally, <laughs> you're on the truck. Something's just happened. And you're like, oh my God, wait, how am I going to, how am I going to create that? How am I going to do that? What, you know, you step onto the truck and you go, okay, tell me, give it to me. It's here. It's somewhere here. I love that you, I love that you said that one of my first movie, this is God awful movie called The Godson, but it had Rodney Dangerfield, Dom DeLuise. It was such a shit show. And I took over from a designer that they literally lost. They couldn't find her. So I go on the trailer and the sides for the next day said, uh, Guppy Calzone dressed in a green head to toe suit. And I'm all green. Now, this is when I lived in Simi Valley still. This was like my second year in the business. I walked into the frigging Goodwill in Simi Valley and on the mannequin, I'm all, it's a green suit? Like what? Yes, <laughs> the universe yes, and the stores yes, and the trailer yes. will give you what you need. But you have to have this yes. open. You can't have this negative yes yeah yeah, no, yeah. No, no. you have to you, that, you have to be open to whatever comes your way yeah this sounds like dating yeah. advice okay back to costume no uh, <laughs> it's like dating advice for my life um okay uh it's so interesting because you know you've done snl for a billion years and we will get into that don't worry guys we will get into the snl but on your i love you on your free time uh, yeah. You have designed beautiful features. I was looking up this dance drama, Flesh and Bone. The, you've got SNL that's bright and chaotic, and then you've got these beautiful tones and the walls and the DP and the cinematic. Like, what a beautiful change, that experience, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I, I happen to be blessed with the ability to choose so to speak mm -hmm. other projects that have nothing uh in tone with saturday night live and basically because i do saturday night live yeah it's very much of a thing and oh, so good. any project that is not saturday night live i try and go yeah. a completely opposite direction or, you need that yeah it has to sort of ex something about the project has to speak to me and that was a super interesting story and I also used to be a dancer so many 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 years ago and so that was a way to kind of bring back this yeah. kind of feeling and to mm. sort of I love working with dancers because it's like it's all about their body and... it's a whole nother beast that's a whole nother beast it really Correct. is I did one dance one musical and you're like oh I actually the choreographer actually has to tell me what they need you know, yeah, yeah, and the dancers yeah. themselves. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, there's. It's so funny. Well, not funny, but when I was looking up your resume, Z and the beginning of everything. Mm -hmm. I remember when that came out, and I'm just gonna show a couple photos because it's just stunning. Okay, let me make sure I'm gonna get this right. I have to format these. Okay. So, I mean, just 1920s, breathtaking with Christina Ricci. <laughs> Now, was that, oh, cancel. Okay, here we go. Let's get back. Hold on. I'm going to get back to this. There we go. Now, was that about F. Scott Fitzgerald's wife? Correct. Correct. Wow. So, 
so they had shot, they shot the pilot, I guess a year and a half before that. Okay. Um, and then uh, Amazon decided to do it. And then, so by the time they got around to bringing it up to a series, yeah. and it was about Zelda and uh, F. Scott, you know, the first. So it took place from 1918 to 1925. That uh, story is an effed up story too. Their abuse, their oh. alcoholism, their... Oh. I, I want to jump into that. And I think when I start to interview costume designers, it'll be like 3 a.m. And yeah. I remember it like, I'm like, oh my God, why am I watching everything they've ever done? So that's, that's one I want to get uh, back to. And it was very interesting interviewing Dan Lawson and power suits and, and the strength of a woman. And then looking into your credits with the first season of House of Cards. And you've been quoted talking about establishing Robin Wrights, and I know everyone loves House of Cards, and establishing her look with this ultimate DC power chic is what this one article called it. But you said something really interesting, that her clothes were her armor, and that our clothes, and it makes so much sense, when you get dressed, it navigates your day and your life. Yeah. And that was yeah. such a special tone. Can you, can you touch on, because I worked with Robin, on a movie called The Congress, and it happened to be when she was going through her divorce. Yeah. So it was a very interesting movie with her. Um, but how do you even approach a discussion with someone so established like Robin Wright? How do you come to the table with this idea? Was it a collab? Was it, I mean, it wasn't, obviously it's it, it, it sort of was a combo platter between, the initial idea really came from talking about David Fincher, the director. I didn't so, even know Fincher was involved at the beginning. That's badass. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So he is the one who we would have long conversations about everybody. And and he his idea, one of his ideas for Robin was that, that she was she really needed to be this sort of stillness in the center of all of this activity. Mm. And um how uh she then and she is an amazing you know, she's an amazing collaborator. Mm -hmm. So we just started going, you know, we had the first initial fitting, we had three racks of clothes to just yeah. sort of figure out what sort of worked. And, and, and because she also, she ran a foundation at the very beginning and um, that made her ability to be professional and all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, um, at the same time, uh, we didn't want her to look like a politician in any kind of way. So um, <laughs> this idea also became that her marriage, there was a lot of like hidden messages in her marriage and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So the idea was, it, it, and the idea of clothes in general of, of how they reflect back to the world. Right, how, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, how you leave the house and you open the door and what you have on, you're reflecting some sort of image back mm -hmm. to the world of how you think you are and how you think you want to be. And so um, there yeah. was this, this one moment in House of Cards, anyway, where, where uh, Claire actually goes away for the weekend. Mm. She's having this affair with uh, Ben Daniels. And so she's wearing all of his clothes and she looks completely different. And there's a moment where she, you actually see her where she has to make that decision of coming back to Washington and <sighs> becoming that wife again and putting on her armor again. Mm -hmm. Weekend and this sort of thing of wearing sort of oversized men's clothes and her boyfriend's jeans and all that sort right? of stuff. That freedom. Actually putting on that dress, which is going to become a piece of armor for her mm -hmm. again, what that actually represents and how we, how we 
put those things on to affect a change. You right. Know, it affects how you stand and how you sit and how you walk and the size of the heel and all that sort of stuff. I you love know. that you say that because actors are like, well, it hurts or hurt, whatever. And then you have yeah. them put that on and all of a sudden their shoulders yeah. go back and they, yeah, yeah, no, I love. And you also were quoted with saying, uh, and I love this. And Dan Lawson also said the exact same thing. You don't have to wear pants to go toe to toe with a man. Yeah. I love that you said that. That was my biggest thing in this in the start of the the whole series too is that I didn't want Robin ever to feel she had to wear pants. Mm -hmm. That she so powerful as a woman, and you know, power comes in. Power is genderless. Yep, yep. Like, I love that gender to power. Mm -hmm. So it's there's the false idea in Washington anyway that women have to wear pants in order to be toe to toe with men and I was just like well that seems so ridiculous yeah like, yeah wearing pants has nothing to do with power there's yep. nothing sexier than seeing a woman um go toe to toe with a man however she wants to be and, dressed. and owning it and and oh. Dan said he went into a fitting once and the actress looked at the rack and she said there's no pants here and he goes Exactly. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I just, everyone's saying hi. Sal Perez is here saying hi. We've got so many great people. Oh, hi, Sal. I, we've just got great people in here. I'm so excited. We're almost to SNL, guys. Don't freak out. Don't worry. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so I'm going to show it. I don't care, Dan. I was telling you I had never watched 30 Rock. Oh, and okay. I had started to watch some episodes, which, by the way, all my friends, disowned me when I said I had never seen 30 Rock. Are you stupid? Are you? <laughs> it's a good big watch during COVID. I know I should have. So I had texted Mitchell Travers, who I know had worked with you. And I was like, is yeah. this, is this character Tom? So give me one second. We're gonna, I have to. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I just love that. Like I roll like, oh, please. Yeah. Yeah. What a great, history I, mean, I, pretty well. I know it's sort of it's supposed to be me on some level but i i, yeah. I had to i had to sort of i don't know whether i had to pretend but there is in my mind anyway i did make the <laughs> I mean, he's sort of based on three people i know oh, funny, in addition funny. to myself yeah, yeah but yeah. of course the eye roll is something i wasn't really aware of that i did <laughs> I do do that. Um, Tina has an amazing ability to uh, take one small little thing about a person that you may not know that you do right? uh -huh. and just magnify it and go with it and just sort of define the character with it. That's so funny uh, that you say that because I had an assistant designer that I had worked with forever and she said that I do this thing, but she never brought it up until like three years later. So when you have a belt on your in your hand, right? And then the actor's there, but you don't really have the time to put the belt on. I'll close one eye and I'll go like that. And she's like, why do you do that weird eye thing with your belt? But you can envision it on their body, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, and it was really weird too, because the second time I read, like it's unconscious, you know? I that's mean, it, just, that's it. You just sort of do it. So then the, the next time that I had to do it like on cue and on had cue, to yeah. do it. I was just like, no, this is something that's so organic to me. It just sort of happens. I can't just do it. Also, what I'm hearing is Tom is method. He's got to get into character. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious. Okay. Um, uh, 
the comeback with Lisa Kudrow, which is again another darkish comedy that everyone says is a great COVID binge. Yeah. Binge, and I'm so bummed. So last night I tried to watch Live from New York, which is a documentary yeah. that you were that you produce. Where the heck I can't find it? Where is it at? So it's it's uh, you have to go. On, I'll send it to you actually because okay. you said like I, I have a. I, it, it's hard to find. It's basically impossible to find. Uh, NBC has it in a trunk somewhere. Got it. Got it. But I got the hookup. Okay. This is good. Let, they let out. But um, yeah, that was, that happened think? during the 40th. So that happened about six years ago during the 40th season of SNL. And I, I had always had this idea uh, about SNL is one of those great shows that really is, um, reflects the universe that mm -hmm. we live in at any given moment. It's a mirror to what, you know, yes. our society. And, and it can take us out of it if we, it feels correct. hard. Yeah. Correct. And, and it's, it's had to adapt from when it began in the 1970s, mm -hmm. you know, 2020. And mm -hmm. so it was, I wanted to sort of show that and sort of reflect that and, and really show how it has mirrored itself during, you know, every decade and that sort of stuff. And, and sort of, you know, went to Lauren and sort of said, hey, I have this idea. Are, are, That's what I was going to ask. How did this get brought up? You're like, hey, Lauren, by the way. Yeah. So I was talking with um, one of my really good friends who's, uh, you know, she used to produce the CG, you know, the award show and all yes. that sort of stuff. And she's a person who literally you just say something to and she can be manifest it. Yeah. She just, oh, here, let's okay, go cool. talk to more people and we'll just get it done. You just have to go talk to Lauren and if he okays it, then we'll figure oh. out how to do it. Okay. <laughs> so, so basically, he was like, sure. Wow. So he access to backstage for about eight weeks. Uh, and Did you like that? Was it, I mean, you were actually quoted with saying, which I love, the transition for costume designer is, uh, is actually not that, you know, right. off the wall, because our job is to know what everyone does. Correct. So I was, so it played at the Tribeca Film Festival, and uh, they had a luncheon at one point and um, I was sat next to a woman next to me and, and so we just started talking and she was like, well, what do you do? And I said what I had done in the show I had done and she was a producer and she was like, well, you've gone from costume designer to producing this yeah, film. Yeah, they don't get it. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I'm like, well, no, actually, if you think about it, the costume designer is really the only person in the production who knows what everyone we have to yeah. yeah yeah so that's another one of those things of like costume designers are the greatest people who exist thank you, <laughs> you know? because thank it's you. just like they they are the people who have to know what the writers are doing what the actors uh -huh. are doing what the directors, uh -huh. all other productions doing what's also going on in the office and where the actors are and any of that sort of stuff and i mean we there. know from shipping to yeah. the grip we know i mean we really do i remember i was uh uh you know, talking to a couple of new people that are in my life and friends, and they said, "Oh, costume designers are like, they're they're the coolest people." I was like, "Yeah, we're like running on empty, trying to like make sure exactly. we do all of that and do our job and, and do our job." We're always kind of we're kind of like that girl on SNL that's always behind everybody, going, eh, you know, because we're always behind everyone's shoulder, going, "Actually, that can't happen." Yeah, exactly. that might not yes. be able to go. <laughs> exactly. You just know that that not in town, right? So we're not going to be shooting those three scenes tomorrow, right? <laughs> I, well, one of my questions does go into, I mean, I know when the second AD comes down, he's like, 
okay, um, she doesn't want to fit. You know, we are the ones going, yes, no, yes, move, yes. shift. And that is, I'm going to get into how your Monday through Sunday yeah. looks. Um, okay, guys, so this is the part everyone's been waiting for. Um, if I had a drum roll, that would happen. So you were responsible for 23 seasons from 1992 until now of being the costume designer of SNL. Like, I can't. And what's so crazy to me is that your work has been so, so much larger than life. Have you ever got more buzz than off of that freaking combo? Never, right? I mean, I'm not. Oh, it, it was super, super funny and interesting because what I ended oh, up, I, I ended up. Oh, sorry. I don't know why that played. I was talking. There we go. I was talking to my supervisor, you know, so we were just talking about it on that Monday and because everyone had started basically when the show started. Yeah. Uh, once Maya walked out, my phone started blowing up and his phone started blowing up and other people were like, oh my God, wait, what's happening? What's happening? How did you do that? How did you do that? <laughs> and as he said, we've done so much. I, I mean, we've done so many harder things than that. The hardest thing about that ultimately yeah. was, you know, I mean, it was impossible. Trust me, it, we had, 90 minutes to basically redo an entire outfit and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, there were four tailors each doing one different part of each different thing and all that sort of stuff. But, um, but he was like, I, he was like, I was never worried. I was never worried. Mm -mm. It dawned on me that it never was going to happen and never going to not get done. Yeah. yeah. Just there have been one or two times on the show where you go, how is that going to happen? Like, <laughs> One of the, the hard, one of the hardest things we've ever had to do, and I've said this before, and this was before this yeah. was, was the wedding? royal. Okay, so I went to look up photos. Now, the only thing that I could find was this after party. No, was there actually a wedding wedding scene? So we we did have a wedding scene. Oh, we did have a wedding scene. It just didn't. Meghan Markle wasn't there, so thank God we didn't have to do the wedding dress. Okay. So, but we did have to recreate Harry and. William Is this what we're looking at? This one. Yes, that one. Yes. <laughs> so we had to recreate. We had, and that's the queen mother. And then Kate McKinnon, we had to wear that. She's wearing that. <gasps> um, so that, you know, that was, we watched that at, I guess, about eight o'clock Saturday morning. Okay. Okay. And then had basically the next 10 hours to create okay. all of that. And uh, that is what is insane. And I was uh, I, telling my, so I was sitting on the couch watching the Kamala and I looked at my friends who are in the business and I was just like, how, how did it's everything. And that's what we do. So you've got your crew, right? Sitting there, whether it's the Royal Reading or the election, you're sitting there. And yeah. then do you say you do this, you do this, you do this, or do they already yeah. know who's going to. So basically, so this instance, <laughs> what happened was um, uh, I was in, the office. I was in my office. And because yeah. of COVID, everyone's scattered throughout the building yeah. now. Everybody's in different spaces and all that sort of stuff. So I was in my office and my my assistant Ashley was on the computer because our dress rehearsal had starts at eight o'clock. And that's so, right. So you're already in the working the work, mode. So our we started at eight o'clock. So I'm watching the monitor for our rehearsal. Okay. And then I said, turn on the computer. So we'll watch it on the computer. And so Kamala came on at 8.20. But we, by this point, 
you know, we had, we had finished the cold open, we had finished the monologue, we had already started a couple other sketches. And so all of a sudden, I, I quickly look over and start, uh, she starts screen grabbing everything in terms of the shoes smart, and the makeup, yeah, yeah. that sort of stuff. And, and, and on the first break, and my, my co-designer Eric was over in the other wing um, dealing with a bunch of other stuff over there. And so Ashley's getting all the screen grabs. I'm trying to pay attention to rehearsal. Uh, yeah, and that's what people forget is that you actually have the rest of the show to yeah. make happen. So, so where I'm watching the rest of the show, making sure it looks at least something and making sure I'm not getting called out to talk about a wig or yeah, some yeah. other issue. Um, she's getting it all organized for me. She, on the first break, I run to the back hallway where we have some women's suits. So I sort of, uh, which is like 50 feet from my office. So I run into the back hallway thinking, well, maybe there's a white suit back there for Maya. Yeah. We can quickly do. Well, there wasn't anything there. So she, we have another rack on the ninth floor. Uh, it's probably 60 feet long of all the political stuff. Oh, that we've, the pad, like all the political things just sort of hang in, in bags and that sort of stuff. So um, there's a giant area for Melania Trump who tends to wear white a lot. So basically I knew that, um, was this it? No. Oh, no. That that's a Dior uh, that's a Dior suit. That was the backup we were gonna use. Okay. We okay. didn't have the other. Got it. So, I saw that. I was like, is this it? But no, no yeah, that so, was the backup. So the, no. so the original suit I had purchased uh, two years before that because uh, Milani had gone to Africa and she was wearing I had seen a picture of her in a double breasted white suit. And in I Africa. Was like, so I saw it Perfect. the first I, yeah, so I saw it the first time and I was like, I should get this. I don't know if Cicely's going to do it or not, but right, right. grab it. Whenever I come across something, I'm always like, get it. Because yep. the universe is telling you. Costume designers, every costume designer, I mean, Ellen's here, they will tell you there's a reason you grab it. You don't even know why. Don't, exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. So, so I grabbed it and I kept it around for a week. I returned it because, like, uh, we're not, we're not, we don't need it this week. Bye. So, and then three days later, we do another read through. Uh, possibility uh, so I go back and buy it um, again and then I we don't end up using it and I was like you know what I'm I, it this time. there's a reason there's a reason something I'm keeping it this time so the universe came back and said okay two years later you're gonna go into that Cecily Strong Melania Trump bag that she didn't and it's use there it's there there it is but it was double-breasted right double-breasted so my I have the most amazing tailors uh, they looked at it and, and they'll go let's do this one because we have a mannequin in the back of, of Maya Maya okay and they could they could see that it was going to be better uh, the pants were better and the shoulder was better mm -hmm. and they knew how to recut and change all the lines in the front and the pocket was better too I noticed one was angled Correct. what was in the pocket was better well, yeah. 100%. and yeah. and they actually they recut the the lapel Oh. So they cut the lapel all on the inside. Oh. A look at the jacket. You know, <sighs> the jacket had to be worn for 10 minutes. You know, it's not a, it's, it's, but she literally, the tailor recut the whole jacket and flipped it to the inside and used some, uh, and he had, he had a fitting with Maya. Uh, I was upstairs in a meeting. Then he went and fit the suit on Maya before. I even had a chance to say, hey, Maya, you do know we're going to switch you into the white suit she just wears. She goes, oh, I know. They came in and did a fitting on me. 
Already done. You're like, thank you, team. Thank you. I mean, look at the length. Look at the leg. I mean, it was stupid. Now, now, what happened with that pin? Was there a little pin emergency? Yeah. So, so I, I had, I hadn't seen Maya in the outfit. <laughs> it's all taking place. <laughs> it's eleven fifteen, and I was like, you know what? I need to go check on Maya. Like I was, <laughs> I was doing other stuff and making sure other stuff was getting done. And then I was like, oh my god, I need, I need to go check on Maya. And so. Yeah knock on her door and she opens it and then her dresser's back there and I was like I was looking at her and I was like oh my god you look great and then all of a sudden I went something's off something something oh I you said, caught oh. it I said wasn't she wearing a pin doesn't she have a pin isn't she supposed to have a pin thinking I wasn't exactly sure I couldn't remember yeah. exactly and of course she did and all of a sudden the dresser went oh my god yes it's on because for dress rehearsal she wore an outfit that she had worn Friday night Okay. Okay. So Friday night during her speech, she wore a burgundy pussy bow blouse and a navy blue suit and a flag pin. And so that's the outfit we did for dress rehearsal. So that's smart. So you do like a stand in outfit for the timing? So we did a stand in outfit, but also because all the dialogue was based on Friday night because no one had heard anything. Because <laughs> no we didn't know what the hell was happening. happening. Yeah. Yeah. And no idea what was happening Saturday. So everything was based on Friday night. So Biden's outfit was Friday night. Uh, Harris's outfit was Friday night. Like everything was Friday night. So then all of a sudden, Saturday at 8.20 p.m., we start seeing all the, all oh, the things like, that we have to start changing. <laughs> so my friend Shannon from high school, she's literally one of my oldest friends. She's engaged to Josh, one of your writers. Oh, okay. And he writes for the news, I guess, or yeah, when yeah, he writes yeah, for the whole yeah, show. Yeah. And um, what's so funny is, like she's become the expert of like we ask her like how it happens and she's like oh this shit was nuts because Jim something with Jim Carrey and this and back and forth and <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that later but if people don't get how it flip flops yeah. and the That's world dictates what you do literally correct. literally you go oh <laughs> right uh, going back to the royal wedding sketch they're yeah, like we're yeah. gonna do a royal wedding sketch and you're like well, okay they haven't had it. We, so we were just trying to do research and some ideas about trying to, to sort of think about maybe what they would wear or not wear. Well, how can you project? How can you think? How can you? There's nothing. So you can just sort of keep printing out pictures. And then all of a sudden, you're like, Saturday morning comes. You're like, holy shit. Right. They, they're not wearing That's yet. nothing. She's in fluorescent green. Okay, this is crazy. Well, my friend who I was sitting next to when we were watching uh, Biden and Kamala, uh, she had said, well, they probably talked to the designer and they probably knew who the designer was. And I thought, regardless, stores yeah. were closed. They were done. Yeah. yeah. It, that, like I said, the speech started at 820. So the stores in New York closed now between six and seven. Yeah. COVID. So there was no way, no way <laughs> we gotten to a store, let alone. And then there was another one. It was hilarious. We're like, well, did someone from her camp call you and let you know? I'm That's like, what, I mean, there was a part of me that thought, I wonder if there's a sneaky thing that Tom's got the hookup. I have had the hookup yeah. one or two times. Um, we got the hook, we didn't get the hookup. We got the hookup for um, Savannah Guthrie and oh. her outfit that Kate McKinnon wore. But got that's a fact. Yeah, um, yeah. Savannah wore the suit and then someone on my team knows Savannah. So he... They were like, do you want us, do you want me to call Savannah? I'll find out yeah, she yeah. just, you'd be willing to give us the suit. And she was <laughs> like, oh my God, if yeah. Kate McKinnon's 
I'll leave it at the house. You can go pick it up, blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. So it, like that kind of thing, like that we got, you know, insider yeah. hookup. But with the, the Kamala thing, it was like, also someone was like, well, did you go down to Delaware and did you send someone down to go get it? I'm like, well, if you look at 10 o'clock at night, she's still wearing it. And she's Delaware still in it. Hey. Yeah, like the math did the math. No, there's no <laughs> way time-wise that could have happened. I um, love that we talk about our connections. I used to, I dated a couple production designers and after the fact, my friend said, why do you always date production designers? I'm like, they get the scripts first. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they have to build these stages and I'm like, trust me, they're like, what does that matter? I'm like, trust me, it's better than other things sometimes. <laughs> they, they get first they yeah. do because they always say like is the set ready i'm like whoa 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 one of her dresses are ready 100 but that's the difference the costume designer will always acquiesce and go i'll make it happen for you and that's what when you were i can envision myself when you're watching this like there's a one percent going how the f can we make this happen you know why because we do that's yeah. why yeah. we just yeah. do i think i've taken off more bras, more shoes, more. I think half my pants in my closet yes. have a tag of other people, other characters' names in it. Uh, I'm always there's Paul Rudd, <coughs> hilarious because I've worked with Paul a couple times, and Paul's. I, there's a couple times where he's just like, just dress me like you. So we take <sighs> Lindsay's pictures, and Ben Daniels and House of Cards wore all of my clothes, and so for a while, like any project I ever did, that was the joke. They were like, yeah. well, who's gonna dress? Who, who you're going to dress like yourself? Well, it's you talk about, it's funny because uh, Trish Somerville, you were, I saw an interview with you and you were just like in awe of her work. And what, oh my God. I'm what, obsessed with her. What, she just came out with something dope, the black and white thing? Yes, yes. It's Fincher's <laughs> new thing. And I said to her, I, I DM'd her on, uh, because I know someone who saw it and said her work was just like beyond. And I was like, well, she's, Trish Somerville, like, She's of course, beyond. be like beyond. And I'm just like, so I uh, DM'd her that. And Aww. I was just like, cannot wait to see this because what you do in everything is such amazing. Like, it's so amazing. And this is a period which I just, I don't think I've ever seen her do. So I want to see what she can do with it. Which I, which I like, and she's one of the designers that if you watch her work, there's always somebody that reminds you of Trish, whether it's like yes. all the jewelry, yes. all the, you know, there's always someone like her. And I, when I was doing rock music videos, she was doing all the kind of like oh, yeah. cool yeah. indie pop. And I remember thinking, who is this girl with this friggin' nose ring? She's so dope. She's dressing Christina Aguilera. And like you said, every project she does, she nails it and they're different genres which is a cool thing about trish yeah 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 i really yeah. anything she touches is brilliant it is i think that's one designer that i can openly admit that that jealousy like how the fuck she gets that you know but then you start to go you know what let me be a voyeur let me be a you know a fan instead of going she yeah. gets the coolest shit. well you know what she's a cool magnet look at her wife look at the director she works oh with God. i mean and I think that's, that's the other thing about her. I stand next to her sometimes and I'm just like, I'm not worthy. Like literally, it's like, who are you? You're like this gift from heaven. Ellen Mirajnik's a little that, that way too. Like, like I feel like I'm, I'm next to her and I'm just like, oh my God, Ellen, you are just like beyond. And Ellen says the same thing. And I, it's funny because I was giving you a compliment to Ellen and I, it, and I said, Tom is so, Tom is uh, 
so special. You know what she wrote me back? And of course, Ellen's language seems to top everything. Like she'll say something sublime. And so like just the way she talks, you're like, oh my God, that's right. That taco was that amazing, you know? And she yeah. said, Tom is more than special. And I was like, damn it, Ellen. Yes, she is. Like <laughs> anything wow. she Perfect. does, such fans, right? Such fans. Okay. Um, uh, one thing that we didn't touch on, and I want to, uh, after this question, I'm going to take a question from the viewers. So you guys get your questions ready. Um, when I start to get into, because we do have a lot of students that are watching this and are aspiring costume yeah. designers, and I know everyone's story is super long, but take me to, I always like to say, so you wanted to be a child, child psychologist at one point, you went to Yale School of Drama, but... Uh, I know that you designed multiple, and that's another thing. I'm sorry. He also designed over 60 plays and musicals on his free time. What, how did you get to theater? Like, when was that moment then you're like, costumes is what I, did you touch something? Did you dress? Like, what was that moment you got into costumes? The, the, the moment sort of came like midway through college, I would sort of, somewhere between midway through college to midway through two years in New York. Okay. So, so I started off as sort of doing, like I grew up in the Midwest and in the Midwest, and I grew up with my, my mother was a nurse and my dad was a, a, a corporate lawyer. And, um, and you came from the, I just love that you and that family in the Midwest are here. <laughs> like, and I come from all lawyers and wow. scientists. So it's, like I don't um and when I was growing up I didn't really uh, I I didn't really understand design or costume mm -hmm. any of that stuff and and I think so that's I was thinking I wanted to be a child psychiatrist because I really I loved uh the way it, uh minds work and I mm -hmm. loved the way you know, I, and I wanted to help children. And, well, we do. And, well, we still do some work with psychology. We have to read the room before we even no, put like, clothes on. I said, I said, now I'm, I'm just a, I'm instead of a child psychiatrist, I'm just a psychiatrist who puts clothes on people. And, tells <laughs> them and, like, and it, hopefully they wear it. It's good. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, so then that eventually switched and I was uh, sort of doing some performing and I was dancing and acting. And, and ultimately I kind of, I came to New York and I still was, I was in the Juilliard school and I was singing and dancing and all that sort of stuff. And, and eventually I was just like, you know what? I don't, you have to have such passion uh, to be an actor mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and, and to hear no all the time. Uh, and even when like, I'm going out for things, like even some like hosting gigs, I think I got two no's and I was like, okay, this is too much. Yeah, I, can't, yeah. I can't even imagine that feeling. Oh my gosh. That, that, that rejection and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. I started and the universe, gave me my the universe told me what I should do like I kept getting while I was trying to sing and you know while I was dancing and that sort of mm -hmm. stuff the universe kept giving me so this costume designer needs someone to help you really some help this costume designer needs some so literally oh, crazy the universe just kept throwing costume design toward me yeah, until it like until it hits you yeah. oh yeah right oh. so um and I was working you know with some really great costume designers and all that sort of stuff so um, I eventually realized I needed to go back. I wanted to go back to school. Like I didn't, uh, I wanted to go to graduate school. I wanted to go to Yale School of Drama. Um, I had done part of my undergraduate at Yale and all that sort of stuff. And so um, 
it. And was this costume driven? Were you going back to school for the intent to work in college? So, okay. Exactly. So basically, I, I went to, you know, studying production, production design, costume mm -hmm. design, and like. Mm -hmm. And so, um, uh, and also, I wanted the reason. I, I was in New York for five years, and that's when I decided to go back to graduate school. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I decided to go back to graduate school because I wanted time by myself so that I could learn how to think mm -hmm. and learn how to actually draw and think. And, then, and, and, and that's what drama school really taught me was how to think like a designer and how to think like a director mm -hmm. and how to really process information and how to read a script. God, that's such a good point because we have to sometimes put the directors like mine. Okay, if he's going to go like we really yes, do we have are, to are the people. We're creating the scene before the director is even yeah. created. And so when we're reading a script, we have to look at it on the page and see those words and how those sentences then become images. So and when your assistant like tells you why do you need that? And you're like because. Yeah. Yeah, gonna... it, the writing is telling me this, or this person right. is telling me that, or, or I'm, this is how this, I see this, I see the scene looking like this. And how many times have you gotten to set and gone, wait, no, she's in a red <laughs> for a very specific reason. She needs to be the center of focus. We've done specifically this thing, put her in the front. Like, I mean, it's just like you, in your mind, you've already, you've already, you've met. already done right or we go in and i was talking to um aaron oh my god i can't think of her last name she did the stars born um oh, I, forget, yeah. I forget her last name she was saying she had gaga in this color dress she walked in and you know when you're just like you look at someone you're like get this get this now we got to run and sometimes you go into a scene that you envisioned or that they told you was going to look like a certain way and you're like holy shit that dress is going to work that dress is going to work yeah. Say you have to go to the bathroom. We're gonna change, you know. So that's you. So you, when you went back to school, you got to learn the whole picture. The whole picture, you know. It's like I, I, I really and and because I was working so much, I didn't. I wanted time away so that I could only concentrate mm. on work and not concentrate on. I need to make money, and I need to pay my rent, and yeah. I need to do all this. That's other distracting stuff. because it's a and thing. We gotta do it. Yeah. I, I, I came to New York my first year and I was blessed to have parents who said, look, you have to follow your dream and mm -hmm. we will support to follow your dream um, and we'll pay your rent and we'll give a little yeah. money per thing because my dad didn't want me to become a waiter, which would distract me from my dream, which was to be creative and to be, you know, like a designer or to be a dancer or whatever. He was like, you need to have, you need to not think about that. I love so that about what your desire is to create. I love that. I just watched an episode of This Is Us and Sterling Brown was talking to his daughter's boyfriend who's like this young dad and Sterling was trying to give him like this dad advice to this like yeah. 15 year old and the, he said, you know, I know you have a kid but you got to make sure to put your dreams first and he thought he was dropping knowledge and the kid sat back. He goes, oh, don't get it twisted. I'm going to be this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. But right now at 15, I can't even legally make money. So my daughter, it was so interesting to think that like, hopefully yeah. this new generation actually can find a way to put their dreams first, which has the trickle down there. You know, I really, um, okay, so I, okay, so, so your moment you got into, was theater your first kind of? 
the theater, right. Because I, you know, because I was an actor, dancer person. Yeah, so yeah. the theater, like okay. kind of where I grew up. Right, um, and right. grew up in the rehearsal studio and that's sort of where I feel super comfortable. I feel super comfortable in a shopping mall right. or in, or in a, in a, in a <laughs> Like, give me those two spaces. When I'm, I'm depressed, people ask me, they're like, where are you at? I'm like, I'm at the mall. They're like, what are I you know. doing? Like, literally, I got to <laughs> and I just I exhaled. I was like, oh, Seriously. I'm going to be so one good. of those women. Like, I'm going to be like 80, jogging, like Do Dr. Detroit, Dan Aykroyd. You know, he like walks. I'm going to be that person in the mall with like a Bloody yeah. Mary, just like walking around the mall. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So that was your beginning. You got to focus on that. Um, can I tell and you? And then I, I came out basically, yeah. I got out of uh, drama school and then I basically started designing a lot of classical plays, oh, a lot of Shakespeare, okay. a lot of Tennessee Williams, a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, and then, you know, basically trying to be as creative as I could. Yeah. Well, got it. I have this philosophy, which, and this is a philosophy I, I say to people all the time, which is say yes. And then, then the time will figure itself out. You will, the time will, don't think you can't do it because of time. Yeah. Time will make its space available to you. Yeah. So you have to be available and say yes. And, and that's what I, you know, that, that five year gap, Basically, I said yes to everything because I wanted to experience everything. I wanted to see what it all was. I wanted to see what, you know, props was like. I wanted to see what mm -hmm. dancing was like. I wanted mm -hmm. to see what, you know, I mean, you know, hair working there, whatever, working with all these different people so that I could have a better understanding when I went back to school, what kind of designer I wanted to be or where I wanted to sort of, you know, the experience part of life because as designers, I think life experience plays a very big oh. part in Huge. I, I like that you said you touched on saying yes. I um, and if Colin, you're here, you said you have a question for Tom, but he was an intern on this show. And then I did uh, a low budget movie that I the first thing when they called me, uh, Tay Diggs, Mickey Rourke, the first thing I was like, no, it's low budget. No, no. And then I was like, you know what, we're just getting out of lockdown. Let me say yeah. yes. And you know what it did? It and he became my assistant on that. And what it did, it took me back to hand doing things. It took me back to these fittings. It took me back to the very beginning of my career where it was, I can't tell you, everyone on the crew was like, how can I help? What can I do? And they were so happy to show me their like student reel and have me like approve it and like say what they could do different. And I will never regret that saying yes at that time. And, and Colin now is working for Lou Eyrick. And he said, you know, Mandy, when I, before I worked with you, I thought I wanted to be just an ACD. And I always told him, your ass needs to get on set. You need to feel what set feels like. And now he's like, oh my God, I miss doing set. So I love that you said that experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah really. it is. Like, and, and working with different people will teach you different things. And everyone has, everyone has something to give each other. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to be <laughs> open to it. We were saying before, it's like, we have to live as open creatures and uh, sponges and, and see, and that's one of the things I love about New York is like walking around New York and the absorption of what that is 
and and that also was one of the reasons I started the Instagram and what I was doing on my Instagram in terms of people love it. I didn't want it to be about my work. I wanted it to be an extension of what I see, and this is what I see, and this is what inspires me, and this is what like I'm interested in, and how it reflects something I'm seeing, and whether it's a fan someone's carrying or what, yeah. or whether it's the skirt moving in the wind or whatever, or how that. It's kind of like the old school Polaroid back in the day when we would yeah. take Polaroids of things. Are you gonna yeah. do anything with those photos? Because people love your Instagram with your street work. I know, I know. At, at some point, I probably will. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. I, I, taking a break from it for right now but just okay, good. we all have masks on so it's sort of is like <laughs> that's true that's true that's true it, it's a little harder and it's it's also the invasion seems and and i try not to invade too much uh, totally you know you don't want to become like, the creeper the creeper snl costume designer fine i got it <laughs> correct. Correct. <laughs> okay before i take a question i and have that, to oh go ahead go 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 oh no go ahead mm. Oh, I was going to say, and that's usually what draws to that. There's something that draws me to that thing, whether it's how they're sitting or mm -hmm. how, or the color on, you know, how the colors match in something or like sort of like, oh, wow, look at the sock or, you know, I mean, it's some sort of moment as we all do, like we're walking down the street or, you know, we're in the mall or something. Hits I you. Can, yep. It's, it's, and you never know when you'll go back to it and get inspired by it. And it's moment. I, I had a costume designer tell me that take Polaroids when you can, you know? Uh, yeah. because you never know it becomes like your book of research uh, one more thing before I show you this photo you I read an article that you had talked about which I do all the time when we're go when we're in the mall we memorize the store and when you tell somebody like you know say in the script they're needing you know a, a wetsuit with a tutu and you're like okay great because if you go up to Macy's on the right hand side by the mannequin the mirror the, that's not where it is go the other way, right? Isn't that so sick? Yeah. It's so yeah. like yeah. what we yeah. know. That's, I, I, I love playing that. And it's not really a game. It's yeah. more that you have to know in what we do, you have to know at any given moment where to find it, where to get it, where to like, you know, get it because you never know how much time you'll have to get it. Well, it's and like when you go out and shop a character and you come back with seven characters, they're like, what? Correct. Yeah, yeah, you can get them all. Okay, I have to show you something before we take a question from the viewers because I wanted to make you laugh. Okay, so this is me. <laughs> oh. So there's you got Jimmy Fallon, who's the eel girl, right? Yes. And then I did braces oh with a rubber band and backs of earrings, and I made that dress. I did the. <laughs> oh. Hilarious. And that was you. Um, and one more thing, the old die laughing. So I was Dunice with the baby hands. Uh -huh. And I did the bald head. Like, I mean, and this too. Oh, that's brilliant. My, all my friends always say, why can't we do something sexy? Like, why can't we ever be sexy, Mandy, <laughs> for Halloween? That's because sexy isn't, I'm, I'm going to be totally stupid and just say, sexy is not fun. Well, I always what? say, like, we can do sexy any, we can wake up sexy, any you know? Sexy, you're doing sexy all the time. Thank you, exactly. Okay, guys, so I've got, we're gonna come to an end kind of soon, but I've got some, a, a quick fire. Um, at, well, I wanna see if there's any questions on here besides how much they love you. Williams, this, uh, hey, Tom, Williamstown, is that where you're from? Where is that? No, 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 I, I've worked up at Williamstown. Uh, which is a theater festival. Oh, it's a theater. 
I see. I don't yeah. even know New York. I told you. Ellen says, hello. Wendy. God, look at all these people. It was the best ever to work on. Oh, Dimitri. Dimitri's the person you were talking about. Oh, my God. Wait, so Dimitri from uh, Australia? Jump line. No, jump line. Remember she said it was the best oh, to work oh, on? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that was it. Yeah. She was here, too. Oh, my God. There's so many freaking people here. Okay. Oh, here's a question. Great. Um, okay, so Colin, my old intern assistant, he actually is touching on one of the questions that I had. And I'm going to use this picture, one of my favorite skits um, ever, ever. Okay. Right. So his question was the collaboration. So you've got, you get the script, you know who your guest is. The, how does that work when you, I mean, even the dick in a box, like how, who says they're going to be dated like 90s dudes? Like, where does that come from? The writers, you, the actor, who, like. So, so on, on SNL, it's sort of, it, it's a huge collaborative, like. Uh, is there that one meeting? The one, is there one so, so for every, so every sketch you have, uh, you talk with, whether it's a film or whether it's a live piece or whether it's the music or whatever, mm. um, you have a meeting with the writer and the actor usually. And uh, so Lauren has, has very much empowered the writers. And so it's the writers who sort of produce their sketches. So the writers uh, usually between the writers, yourself, and the actor, it's a three-way conversation, like most things between yeah, yeah. that generation. And sometimes they'll have very specific ideas. Sometimes they won't, like all things. But the sometimes. actors are already there, because usually they come in later, but they're already in that conversation. Great. They're already in the conversation, particularly because they're they're generating it as well as the writer. Yeah, um, Sometimes the actor will be like, oh, I don't care. Sometimes the actor will be very specific and be like, hey, I have this image I see and I see this is what I see. Other times the writer will write something or the uh, actor will write something and you'll, oh. you can question them and sort of be like, are you sure that's what, you know, you describe yeah. as this, this, and this, but the voice you used when you read it uh, sounds think that this is a brunette or do you it sounded like you played her like a blonde or whatever and and so even though you've described her as a brunette or you know like does hair and makeup sit in at these meetings too so yes yeah, so hair yeah. And makeup. But usually uh pre-covid times it was very um we all sat around a table that's how and, i pictured it yeah exactly a round table and hair makeup and wardrobe and costumes would all sit there and then the writer and the performer would come in and talk to Thanks, us. Ellen, Ellen said best convo yet. Sorry, I just had to yeah. chime in. Yeah. We would talk, we would all talk. And then because it's also, you hear them then explain something to the hair department. And then you're like, wait, you just said that. So yeah. do you really mean that? Or I mean, the no? door show with the wigs and your clothes. I, I mean, that is the deepest collab that you I've seen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. huge. Yeah. So, it's it's, you know, and sometimes, sometimes it'd be like, no, this has to be a 90s, this is an 80s, or, you know, or sometimes, you know, but for the most part, it's a giant collab between everybody. And ultimately, I guess the writer theoretically is... Originate, like... Is the person who 
you know. So like say say the um, mother lover, which I, I can't get it out of my head. Mother lover with Susan Sarandon, like it's just stupid. It's yeah. so funny, but those costumes put this sweat. Where did I mean? Okay, was that the writer or Justin or you on those specifically? Do you remember? They sort of go, let's, we're going to do, we're going to base it on, you know, that sort of R&B 90s Genre. kind of thing. Right, right. So we want it all to feel like that. And sometimes they'll have um, specific references or specific videos that they want to reference. Like Color Me Bad or something like Correct. that. Yeah. You know, these four, watch these four videos and then you'll get it. And, and I work with the most amazing people. So the film unit has, you know, they have their unit and there's designers and, you know, production designers and costume designers and hair people and all that sort of stuff over there. And then we're all collaborating together and, Got it. and you know, they, cause they shoot those on Thursdays and Fridays. And so those, those fittings start happening Thursday afternoon. And the, there's sort of this kind of combo platter going on between the live show and the, and the film unit. And because, you know, they have to shoot, there's three units of films going out at three different times and there's a you know a head designer for that and she's like in charge and and working all that sort of stuff and do you have time to go out because i find myself even as a, like an episodic costume designer not that that's all i do but that's what i've been doing is that yeah. it is so hard to leave the office and i will have to put on the calendar tuesday i can shop 26 people yeah i can do it but i cannot come in the office once Right. How do you, do you get to leave anymore? Yeah, so the, I do. And, and I, I have a co-designer, Eric, and, and yes. like I have amazing, amazing people. So, and, and also in New York, is, it's not like LA. So I can, 30 Rock is centrally located to so many things. So I could literally hit within 10 blocks, I could hit Saks and Bergdorf. Wow, wow, wow. And, you know, walk a few Bloomingdale's and then all of the boutiques up on Madison. And, you know, I mean, I can, I can get all of that done. But it goes back to your thing of like, wait, I have to memorize all the stores. So then. Yep, you make your routes. Make all those trips much more uh, productive. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so pre-COVID times, you know, it, it, it certainly... Uh, I would run across the street or do this or, Easy, you know. yeah all that kind of stuff, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, and our fittings on SNL, like the film unit's different because those fittings usually happen on Thursday, like okay. like Thursday. And so, but for our regular fittings on SNL, they don't happen until Friday night. So they start happening at set, they basically are from 6 p.m. to midnight. Like I wouldn't get my host fittings until 11.30 Friday night. Okay, so, wait, so the concept, you talk concept once, you get with your, I'm just assuming, again, yeah. tell me if I'm wrong. You get with your team. Everyone's got their bam, 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 their things to do. You bring yeah. it back in house. Is there yeah. ever a time for switching concepts or you're, it just. Oh, all the time. The concepts are switching all the time. So like, you know, that's the thing is, you know, and any kind of thing. So you, you work all day Thursday, you shop it out. And then Friday morning, you come into changes. So all of a sudden they've changed cast members. So you've shopped whatever it is you've shopped Thursday, and you know this is the law, the, the law, the way it always works. Always whatever works on Thursday, as uh -huh. the stuff that gets switched on Friday. Yeah, it does. Oh, You're oh, like, oh, they're in a pool now. They're in a swimming pool. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, wait, you want it to be a cup of soup now and not a. <laughs> wait, well, that I is amazing because you're literally or, quoting. <laughs> yeah. 
or or literally like sometimes the conversation will be like well we want it to be a giraffe and i'm like well i can give you a llama because we have that in stock but i can't give you the giraffe I'm are you okay with the llama yeah, yeah. Just, uh, llama? or i can <laughs> a bear or you know i mean it's like sometimes it's a like it's very dependent upon the joke sometimes it's mm. not Mm -hmm. so that's important. a creative how many how many tailors do you have in-house so in-house i have we have anywhere from four to six tailors okay okay so um they sort of grow as they as the week progresses mm -hmm. so depending. there's always four sometimes there's six by saturday depending on how big the show is oh my god this is so it gives me anxiety but at the same time i'm like it's it's exciting you know at the oh, same, it's like, i say it's the greatest i i wish I wish more than anything, there would be a way to have guest designers every week. Oh, totally. I think it would, it's such an interesting place and there's mm -hmm. no, and it, it teaches you such um, stillness. Yeah, yeah. Trust in yourself that you can, you have to be able to like switch on a dime mm -hmm. and like you're, literally you have to go okay wait all of those dickens costumes i just spent all day yesterday and today out Not the window uh -huh. and now you do and now you want to do christmas on the rink and in and <laughs> you know candy cane outfits oh okay uh, okay oh, well I'm, you know what okay. those dickens outfits go into your rolodex i know kids have no idea yeah. what a rolodex is but it goes into I, your files because you're going to be like, oh, my God, we're doing a steampunk episode. I've got these Dickens costumes we can cut up and chop up, right? That's kind right. of where well, it goes. I say, too, it's like, you know, it's like taking that double-breasted uh, jacket and making exactly. it. I say, as costume designers, we always look at the garment as it is. Mm -hmm. And then also at the same time as to what it can become. Like, I okay, say that. it can take, I'll take the sleeves off. And Thank those you. Can, I can put different sleeves on. Oh, I can cut this. Oh, I can change that. Oh, I could actually recover the whole thing and make it easier on the tailors and they just don't have to do it from scratch. Or, you know, I mean, Thank it's like you. always looking at what it is and also what it can become. It can be, you know, an evening dress can become a 1920s flapper dress. A, you know, whatever. It just, your diet, change it, zip it, whatever. But part of our job is to see and to see potential. I said, you took the, literally, we said the exact same time is, I'll go shopping, everyone come, brings it all in. I mean, of course, COVID's gonna change all yeah. that, but yeah. I have had the actors and I've had ACDs look at the rack and go, like, they'll be, they'll be quiet for a second. And on the arrangement, I remember we had to have, she was going to the premieres, like, you know, she was Tom Cruise's girlfriend. And it, I mean, it was the biggest, the epic her. And, the actress was looking on the rack and I went, oh, no, 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 that's not your dress. And I picked up, it was literally a pile of black satin. I had a handful of studs and a and she was like, oh my God, that works tomorrow. I was like, oh, it's cool. Like, it'll be fine. And we made this corset and it's because the years of experience yeah. is, I almost want to say, like, don't doubt me. And actors and, you know, a that's crew that knows you, they're like, yeah, I, I got this. You don't see it yet. And then when it's Perfect. done, I've had... And you know those, they go, oh my God, that was that, yeah. right? But that comes, that's the one that I will say this, that is the one great thing about age. It gives you that. I say that too. Yep, the experience. Then it gives you the experience to know 
that, oh yeah, okay, I have four hours to do that. Ah, great. I'll go do something for two hours and then come back and then I'll that still have enough time to do it. So you're like, oh good, I'll go to the doctor's appointment. No. Exactly. I always like, I say the same I don't want to depress it yet. I don't want to like, you know. Cool. No, no, everyone's freaking out. You're like, oh, trust yeah. me, I got it. Or like, yeah. that's so true. How's that gonna work? I'm like, oh, and we'll just age it and set they're like, Yeah, but we have to take it to an age your diet. I'm all he's just a chef. Give me mustard, give me ketchup, give me oil, give me the ground. Like exactly. <laughs> we're yeah. good. Another um, oh, stage, throw it in the washing machine. Seriously, go to fuck out. Oh, trust me, I got it. Like it's, yeah. and I say that with kind of all walks of life is the one thing aging. Like there's shit that I don't want to even get into that sucks, but the knowledge and the ability to process something, to not dwell on it, to not get stuck on it, to assess it, that yeah. comes with aging. You can't buy that yeah. in school. None of that stuff. Um, no. Okay, guys, we are coming to the end. You've stayed longer than I've even uh, had you for. I'm so grateful. Let me just make sure that I've looked at. Oh, one thing really quick. Have you noticed in New York with the stores closing? Have you noticed that in shopping or getting out there? Yeah. Like yeah, that. yeah. I mean, it, you know, I mean, the stores don't open until 11 now for the most part. And they like seven which you know i was at the yeah. century city and i looked around and i called michelle cole and i'm like what all the stores are closed she goes oh honey you just started working in COVID, huh <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly and i started working uh did a, 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 a job in june and so i i have the experience you know all the experience when literally you just would have to call amazon and have it delivered to your house and figure out steam it out quarantine it and then have it delivered you know wow. by that person's house um, wow that's now cool. now hey you know it's like you can you can go to them all um well i'm preparing my it. crew you know, it's gonna get better yeah. and you know this we're is hoping something right? we deal with like all yeah and everyone i think yeah. everyone across yeah. the board just we're all gonna yeah. have to be patient um i'm telling my crew in montreal on my next job I'm sending 100%. them all these online contacts and they're like, oh, well, they're used to going to New York or they're used to do, and I, we're, we're going to have to mesh their style and online because that's, you know, what we're going to have to figure out. Okay. Um, that's the biggest thing now. So much. Wait, I just lost you. If you can hear me, it just froze. What were you saying? I don't want to interrupt. What were you saying? I can. Oh, no, no, no. I just said that's that's part of what online, you know, so much of design right now is online. That's where I'm it is. Here. It's becoming like a skill now. Okay. Yeah. Before we guys, before we end, this might be one of my last before I go back to work. I am so glad I did it with the king of lives. Like, you can't get any more live than you as a designer. So I am so grateful. I'm grateful for everyone that's tuned in the costume designers guild all the designers all the fans we've had a consistent number i'm dying i'm so excited and also tom if anyone asks go to my page because the saves on there okay great so this great. whole interview a bit but i want to end it with a big thank you to western costume thank you to everyone that's tuned in and i'm not gone gone and one day i'm going to have my own show so this is all going to be like history right um i want to end it with a little quick fun rapid fire called mandy's minutes you ready okay. Okay. Yep. Sweet okay. or spicy? Sweet. Dogs or cats? Uh, I have two cats. I have two cats, but I'm a dog. <laughs> I know, but I I have two cats, and you know, but I, I you know. My yeah. cat just flipped you off. He can't see you, but there you go. 
Um, imagine this wasn't COVID times, museum or theater? I know, I came up with that one in the back. Like, that's impossible. I guess I would have to say theater. I know, me too. I went with that one too. This is a good one, and I can change it if you haven't seen it. Schitt's Creek or Arrested Development? Schitt's Creek. Ooh, that was a hard, for me, that was a hard one. I know, I know. I just, I, I think the story for me, the, the Schitt's Creek, those guys are so, the emotionality of that You're show. You're right. What that, I was telling my dad last night, he said, yeah. I just started Schitt's Creek. Now keep in mind, this is a Southerner who lives, who grew up in Texas, very conservative. And he goes, I just started Schitt's Creek. And they said, it's about a show. If you imagine a place with no judgments, are you ready for that? And you know, like, and he's yeah. loving it. And I think it's gonna change his heart. It's such a good show. I know all my nieces and nephews love it. Mm -hmm. I floored by it. They're like, oh my God, it's one of the greatest shows. I was like, oh. Okay. Good. I'm see. I love that. It's all ages. Okay. Um, oh God, this is my last question. Here we go. If you were to be a fly on the wall in the costume department of any movie, past, present, TV show, actually, what if you could see where where would you like? What department would you like to invisibly work in? Um. All right. So, I, I I guess I'm gonna have to say. There's three costume places I old that I would love to work in, have worked in. Uh, any Fred and Ginger movie. Oh, ooh, 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 good, good. I would love to just have been a fly on the wall to see how those dresses were created. Right, um, yeah. Eight and a half. Ooh, why eight don't I half. know that? Is that a movie? It's, it's what the musical Nine is based on. Oh, okay. So you should, it's, it's, it's pretty epic. Great. And then um, I would have to say uh, maybe Singing in the Rain. Oh, I love her because I've been asking this questions to most of the designers that I talk to and I love the answers because not only do like viewers write them down and, uh, but you get a different take on, you know, your. I, I mean, I could keep on going. Oh, like, me too, it, me too. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's like anything, like. Those are just old movies. Like I could, like Schitt's Creek would be. I would love to be, to to be and see how Deborah worked on that thing and and to see. Don't think but, I didn't stalk her. I tried yeah. to get her, and Bonnie tried to hook me up with her, and Terry Gordon tried to hook me up with her. But she's very, she's kind of just shy, and I was like, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would, you know, just, <laughs> like there's so many people. Like it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. I literally wanted to call Ann Roth at one point and say, hey. Can I just intern with you? Seriously, I would, like literally, you know, this was like a couple years ago, and I was just like, I would just love to just see how you work and see what it's like, and and just sort of like, I'll take your bags. I don't care. Like, I don't have an ego that way. Like, I would literally just to be able to see how she works, what her process is like, any of that. Right. Sort of stuff. Just to and see. Say that about any costume designer. Because to see someone in a fitting and how they do things and how it's like. It's, and it goes back to saying yes to the open, you know, of just taking yeah. things in and the experience and how they, I mean, Catherine Martin, to be a production designer, like, yes. I geek yeah. out, I go to Q&As. Like, I'm, sorry, yeah. I'm like, did you dress every yeah. background? And she's like, yeah, yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have geeked out on you this whole time. And I was telling 
Carolyn, uh, I call Carolyn, Caroline Esselin, who did Moonlight. She just finished the Underground Railroad. I had stalked her. I was like, just so you know, you're my new BFF. And then last night I texted her. I was like, Tom's my new BFF. Sorry. <laughs> so uh, this is such a pleasure. One day we will meet. And we will. It's such an honor. And let, I am serious. I'm happy. I would be love to sit in for you and interview you. Okay, we're we're going to make this happen. Seriously. Yeah. We, I mean, you and I had such a great, this is so, such a smooth interview. And I hope you have a wonderful night, wonderful holidays, whatever the heck that looks like. And I get you to too. say now, I know the guy that made that happen on SNL. I'm so stoked. We'll, we'll, we'll keep in touch. And thank you, everybody who tuned in. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye.